welcome to The Get Together. This is our show about ordinary people building extraordinary communities. I'm your host, Bailey Richardson. I'm a partner at People & Company and a co-author of Get Together, How to Build a Community with Your People. This week, I'm bringing you a special episode to celebrate the one, the only, our correspondent, Maggie Zhang. Maggie is nearing her 10th episode with the Get Together podcast. She's brought the stories behind incredible creative communities like Improv Everywhere, Atlas Obscura, and Goodnight Stories for Rebel Girls to our show's airwaves. Outside of the podcast, Maggie is the design community manager at Spotify. She's also worked at a bunch of interesting places like IDEO, Substack, and Daily Toulajour, and even traveled around the world to create her own publication called Commonplace, covering what makes a place creative and innovative. Maggie is a brain that I really admire. She's curious, creative, and thorough, and has helped this podcast level up its game massively, from how we choose guests to how we approach our interviews and our edits. So as she nears her 10th episode, I wanted to take you all behind the curtains of our podcast and behind the curtains of Maggie's mind to meet her and indulge in some of the reflections that she has about helping us make the podcast. You ready? Let's jump in. Maggie Zhang, welcome to the podcast, dialing from Syracuse, New York, which may have been the place where we had our first phone call. Is that right? We first talked to each other yeah, when you were at home. True. It all came full circle. Yeah. Absolutely. I know. So you've been podcasting with us since May of this year. I remember the first phone call we had. I was stuck in the pandemic in my hometown, standing outside of my brother's apartment when we first talked. And since then, you've been all over the place. You've been in New York. You've been in Atlanta. You've been back to New York. I've been in a few different states. You've interviewed nine different communities that have gone live so far. You've edited many more. And I wanted to have you on the podcast today just because I've loved seeing how you've joined the team and observed and learned and synthesized your reflections. Whenever we get to talk about your experience doing this podcast, I love the way that you're thinking about it and reflecting on it. So I thought we could do a little interview to share some of that with the folks who are listening too. So Maggie, the first thing I want to ask you about, which is, you know, you can't fake the funk. People who are passionate about community building usually have a strong personal reason for that. And I've never asked you this question, but I'm curious in thinking about why you're drawn to study human connection and, and community building. Does anything stand out about your background or life experience you've had that's driven you to be curious about that? Yeah, I think ever since I was young, I was just really obsessed with what happens when people come together to do something shared. Just that whole idea of the whole is greater than the sum of its parts. And there's just been so many experiences that have shaped that. It's hard to distill it into just one. But for example, was I went to a talk with the author John Green, who really shaped my high school reading experience. Yeah, and big community instead of just doing too. a normal, yeah, yeah, he's so inspiring. Blog Brothers definitely built a really cool yeah. community. But I just remember like going to his talk and he was promoting his brother Hank Green's book, Turtles All the Way Down. And instead of just doing a talk where they talk about how great the book was, they put it back on the community and made it really interactive. And there was this one moment where to honor one of their friends who passed away, we just all were in silence together. And then we all sang Sweet Caroline together. And it was just a really beautiful moment because it was a giant auditorium and just everyone collectively singing was just really powerful. And even though that was years ago, it always stood out to me. So I always lived for those kind of moments, just people together. You don't even have to really know the person sitting next to you. You don't have to have anything else in common, but something brought you to that room to share in something together. And that's always just really beautiful. 
Also, just a book that really shaped me in high school was Tuesdays with Maury by Mitch Albom. And one really important thing that stood out to me was about defining your own culture. You don't have to subscribe to the culture around you. That's the default, but you can create your own sense of community and just wrap them around you and have those people you can always pull upon and just create your little own microcosms of life. And that's always been really exciting to me. So, so anyway, it's really hard to distill, but it's just always shaped my thinking. And I never really thought about the word community building and that that captured all the themes in my life that I loved until this podcast. So that's why I'm really grateful for discovering it. <sighs> those are beautiful stories. <laughs> I'd never heard those from you. Thank you for sharing. One reason why I was so excited to have you on the team is that you've done a lot of storytelling in the space before. So you've you know written for Forbes and you started your own publication. You studied English in college. And I was able to see what incredible taste you had and people who got people together to build things collectively. What's been interesting with the podcast is you made a transition from usually telling stories and writing to telling stories with human voices and conversation. What have you learned about how to tell great stories on a podcast? Yeah, so my background has always been in writing stories and sometimes photographing stories, but never with audio. And it was actually pretty intimidating at first. In my head, it seemed really technical, like having to set up all the microphone and everything. But actually, once you get into it, I just think the human voice is such a powerful storytelling medium because it's so layered. You can hear emotions, you can hear warmth, anxiety, just like feelings really come out in the way people say things. I guess what I learned is that there's this whole other dimension about your relationship with the person. When you write, honestly, you can just like paraphrase a lot of things. You can like choose what part of the quote you use. And then for the human voice, a lot of it has to do with just how comfortable that person is in the moment because you're just using their raw voice. You can't edit it too heavily. So it was really cool to work with that constraint. And then in terms of telling powerful audio stories, I feel like I think a lot of it does have to do with the relationship you build with the person. So realizing that they're the ones who own their story, it's a gift that they're sharing it with you. And therefore, you should do as much research as possible. You should really be the party host where you really warm them up and make them feel comfortable talking to you. I learned about just the power of a prep call, getting on the phone with them half an hour before the podcast recording, just to really get a sense of who they are, what they want to talk about, and to make it a really co-creative experience. I think it's just about bringing in warmth, whereas you might not necessarily need that in other storytelling mediums. Do any moments in any of the interviews stand out to you where you feel like you were able to establish a connection that allowed you to go deeper? Yeah, so many. I think one that really stands out to me is our interview with Ivan Cash about his film A Social Distance and all the community projects he made. Because we started the interview just asking him about his personal motivations, his childhood, and then he really opened up about anxiety with social relationships and how the reason he creates so many projects stems from that anxiety and the feelings he felt when he was a kid. So I think just the fact that we started personal straight off the bat really set a tone for the rest of the interview to feel like you're just talking to a close friend, just us just sharing thoughts. Or our interview with Ankit, where... He was talking about his essay on being alone and how after talking to so many people through his organization, Tea with Strangers, now he wants some alone time also to just synthesize his learnings and think about it. And Bailey, you compared that to a piano bar scene in one of Haruki Murakami's books. And I just thought that was like a really beautiful moment too, where we're just like, I don't know, just talking. Connecting the dots. 
Yeah, I love that. Those are two great memories. It's it's amazing how much we've been through together because those also feel like both of them have been been so many months and we had those conversations and they were two really special interviews. What has surprised you about community building now that you have had a bunch of conversations with really special community leaders in a somewhat short period of time? What themes stand out to you or what insights have you had that are new to you since interviewing? I think the big one is just, I mean, we interview community leaders, but the best community leaders don't make it about themselves at all. They just make it about the people in the community. So it's interesting because we're constantly trying to research guests and trying to find people to feature. And it's easy to find the famous people, but also it's really powerful to find those people whose story are not told because they just highlight their community so much more than themselves. And there's just been so many learnings around this. For example, Shayna Summers talking about her work with the Her Social app and how she literally doesn't do anything unless she hears from the community first. Even all the decisions and like gray areas, she waits for people to talk about it in the forum before assuming what they might want. Or even Charlie Todd, who is pretty high profile, but actually I've been a fan of improv everywhere for years and just didn't know his name until I was researching mm. for this podcast because I think he also does a great job just highlighting the organization and all the amazing pranks they do through improv everywhere rather than himself. And he too, he doesn't just come up with ideas and tells people to execute them. He also does a concept called crowdsourcing creativity, where he gets people to add their own spin to an idea. For example, freezing in Grand Central, you come up with your own pose. And I just think that's that's really powerful. So I just a big theme is listen, listen to people and it's about them, not you. Yeah. You're one of the people that really helped me crystallize that realization for our podcast because when you start making a podcast you look around and see that a lot of people's strategy seems to be trying to get famous people onto the podcast so that they can grow their audience and I feel like we haven't really done that and I think some of that is because I just get really excited about finding people who people don't know about who are doing really incredible work and just celebrating those people. It's just very enjoyable. And so we've gone that way. But I think your insight is that, in fact, those are often the best community builders, people who focus so naturally outside of themselves that they are able to really imagine through empathy what their community needs and invest themselves so deeply in that. And that's something that I think, you know, Maggie, you've helped me realize is that we're looking for the producer behind the scenes or the campaign manager instead of the politician or the editor instead of maybe the photographer or whatever, a person that enables others. And that takes a little bit more digging to find those people sometimes, but it's very, very rewarding when we have those conversations. Yeah. It reminds me of our interview with Joe Robinson from Designers and Geeks and how he talks about the fact that he's introverted and people are always so surprised by that because they think you have to be extroverted the life of the party to be a community organizer when, yeah, it's just it's actually about enabling people and being behind the scenes and thinking through all the details and making sure everyone's comfortable. Being a warm and welcome host, which doesn't require being the loudest or having the most energy or anything like that. So yeah, that has been a big learning for sure. My final question for you is, we have a bunch of folks listening who are passionate about getting better at interviewing people. Perhaps they want to start their own podcast, or perhaps they just want to have better conversations with other human beings and, and make sure people feel seen and heard. And I'm curious to any budding interviewers out there, how do you approach really making sure someone else can shine in an interview? What tips do you have? Yeah, I mentioned this before, but 
just the power of the prep call and the power of building a relationship with someone before they jump into the interview makes a really big difference on what they're willing to share. And the more research you do, like getting into sponge mode and learning as much about that person, it really helps because when you're interviewing them, the fact that you've understood their life and the fact that you can reference certain things they've done, it warms them up and makes them feel like they can share more than just like a scripted, typical answer because we've already covered the groundwork. So you can just like go that extra layer the more you know about someone. Another thing is just about finding the geyser. I I feel like everyone has that thing that makes them super excited and they can just talk endlessly about it. And it's when you're interviewed, you're like feeling around for that geyser. You don't know, you know, what's going to make them light up. But then like, as you find it, it's like every question is like an experiment to see. And then Mm. you can feel that flow and the change in their voice and their tone and on video, the change in their body language. But just like when you find that moment that they just cannot stop talking about. And then you just follow that, like keep doing follow-up questions, react to that. That's going to be the meat because that's what they're most passionate about. And I think that passion will shine when listeners hear too. And then just two other thoughts about interviewing. One really cool thing with this podcast, the fact that we always have co-interviewers. So two people. And I think that's really powerful because when you're interviewing, you're not only asking questions, but you're also trying to listen deeply to make sure you're reacting to what people are saying, following up, and really understanding what they're trying to communicate. But you also have to keep track of time and make sure that audio is all set up and make sure that you have this narrative arc. So having two interview hosts, Bailey, I think you compared it to steering a ship, like the person steering the ship and then the person who can like jump in and ask meaningful or clarifying questions from time to time. That's really yeah, powerful. Like the person so, in the crow's nest, like up at the top, like looking in the distance and, and then the person behind the wheel. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, exactly. So if people are just getting started, if they want to have a buddy to interview with, I think that's really powerful. And then the last thing is just looking for the universal in the specifics. Of course, the community leaders we've talked to are so specific, right? Like a whole community around telling stories about food or a whole community about design and tech. But actually, a lot of them have those human moments or those worries and challenges as community organizers that can be shared among a lot of people who don't necessarily have expertise in that field. So you can get specific and people can still relate to that. Those are great summaries. Maggie, I'm so grateful for our partnership and our friendship and the fact that I've gotten to spend time with you on this podcast. And I've learned so much from you. So I hope that we'll get to hear lots and lots more from you in the coming year together. Before we sign off today on this little interview, how can people get in touch with you? How can people find you on the internet? You can find me, email me at maggie at people-and.com. Like story ideas, whatever, reach out and say hi, like always open to it. Awesome. Maggie, thank you for your time. We'll speak to you soon. (laughs) So fun. (laughs) Thank you to our team. Thank you to Wild Sound for engineering and editing. Greg David for his design work, and Katie O'Connell for marketing this episode. You can find out more about the work we do as people and company, helping organizations get clearer on who their most important communities are and how to build with those people by heading to our website, peopleand.company. Finally, if you want to start your own community or supercharge one you're already a part of, our handbook is here for you. Visit gettogetherbook.com to grab your copy. It's full of stories and learnings from conversations with community leaders like this one with Maggie. Oh, and last thing, if you don't mind, please review this podcast or click subscribe. All right, everybody, catch you next time.